What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Money, Power, and Influence podcast. This is BC, your host, with my co-host, uh, Arash Divazar, and we are here coming at you with another hot episode. I know we're constantly expanding and growing. Brother, I have, obviously, a ton of announcements. Um, where do I start? Uh, let's see. Added a new employee to my team. I'm in the process of hiring two more. Um, I'm doing a, a training, actually, for my real estate company tomorrow and it's like a regional it's a regional training right they have different levels of it and i guess the company that i'm associated with really has uh, latched on to what i'm doing on social media and now they want to start incorporating me more for you know some of the bigger ticket events and i think this one tomorrow is going to have at least uh four or five thousand people so it's going to be pretty fun man what's going on with you wow that sounds like great expansion in there man uh, for me business-wise I had a product release on the second called AZD Aggregate So Without. And um, I started to have a new level of understanding of the same processes that I teach. So it started to kind of feel bad for me to do the product and release it because I knew that what I had in my hands was so much greater than what I was putting out. So I kind of went back and forth. And the last day I decided I was going to not release the product. First time I've done that. I made a video and I said that I would redo the product. So I've been redoing the product and I'm going to release it Thursday, uh, small at 8 p.m. And now I'm very satisfied with it, which is really, really cool, you know, to see um, that I didn't compromise. I know it would have been good. People would have bought it. People would have loved it. But I also know that I didn't feel good about it. And I think that, that could be a lesson learned for everybody in that I have to feel good about what I'm telling, you know? So I think that's a, a key factor here uh, in business. And uh, otherwise, there's too many things that I'm, I can say, but I'm not going to say. I think I'd rather just talk about business instead of myself. I'm ready to go. Help people out. Love it, man. And you brought up a very good point, you know, the the uh, not releasing a product, right? You, you knew you wanted to add that thing. You reached a new level of understanding. And, and that's something that um, – I don't know, do you, do you feel personally that's something that each individual brings in, or do you think that's a trait that's acquired as, as you begin to do business? Uh, what do you mean by that? I didn't understand the question. Well, what you mentioned, right? I know some people who would be in your exact same position that I would consider colleagues in the real estate industry, if they were in that exact same position, they would have the realization that you had but still release the product, knowing that they're still going to have some success with it and that people are going to like it. And then I know yeah. probably yeah. only a few individuals like us are actually going to stop, make the adjustment, make it better, and then re-release it. And, and that's what I was kind of asking you. Do you think that the action of doing that, like us holding back, giving more, and then releasing it, do you think that's something that's just in us, or do you think that's acquired through through time and business and understanding and experience? Well, I personally learned it because I have released a product that I thought people are going to love it, so it shouldn't matter. But then every time I think about that product, I won't even mention it, you know. I don't feel good about it. So even when people say they buy it, I normally say, oh, here, what else don't you have? And I give them a free one. So that's how I've done it before, and I just don't feel good about it. And the question is, why wouldn't I just take it off the market? Uh, because a lot of people benefited from it as I thought they would. But again, I don't feel good about it, so I keep giving free shit with it. And I learned that through time, you know. And I don't know if it's something... I definitely didn't know in the beginning, but I know what it feels like to not, not feel good about uh, your product, and I don't like that shit, you know. 
I agree, brother. Totally agree. You know, I kind of went through the same thing. Uh, I released my first product, which was like the door-to-door mastery and all that. Then after that, I started releasing a string of products that were, in that time, specific to real estate only. And kind of what I did was I kept developing after I made these products. And what I'm doing now, because I kind of went through the same thing you did, uh, but it's funny because I would actually give people all their stuff for free too. It's, it's so funny that you mentioned that. And uh, I actually go back now to a lot of these products because they're a video vault, and I'm actually continuously adding to them too. So I always uh, mention it every couple weeks or every month. Hey, if you are somebody who bought XYZ product, take a look. I've added two new modules to it. I uh, hope you enjoy something like that. And uh, I'm, I'm with you, man. I feel like that's something I acquired too. And you know, I believe that to the degree that my brand, my experience, my knowledge, my expertise has increased, that threshold has, in, has increased too. Because now when I release a product, it's like airtight. I've checked it. You know, I, I make sure like, wow, like if this product doesn't blow me away, I'm not going to release it, right? And that's why kind of lately I've been getting back to some of the sales products that I kind of started with in the beginning. But I'm making sure that these are just like laser sharp, like with no exceptions and have you kind of been seeing the same thing happening with you as, as it progresses? It seems like your your uh, standard of quality for releasing it actually goes way up. Mm, yeah, it's interesting that you say that. I think that – I don't know. I don't know if that happens with me. I'm looking at it right now. I haven't even thought about that. Let me see. My standard of quality go up. Besides this one time that I've done this, I don't know because – to be honest, I don't consider um, the, the technical quality of my products, like the video production or the putting together of it, I know it's very, very poor. I never focus on that, you know. I have people that help me kind of with it, but it's just not part of my um, business model. So it would only be in regards to the knowledge that I distill. And in that case, uh, it's stayed top-notch until this last product. Even Diamond Mind, this is my monthly product, I uh, recently kicked it up another notch just because, I mean, my knowledge went up, so I, I couldn't do the, the old knowledge anymore. You know, I know it, but it's like it's too junior. So in regards to the other stuff, no, I, I still keep it pretty ghetto. Um, but I know there's an audience for that. kind of reminds me of when you go to the gyms. Every once in a while you find these gyms that have these rusty weights and old-school feeling, you know? And um, I feel like my products are like that. They still look like the beginning of someone who doesn't know how to use a fucking camera and just there and talk. Love <laughs> it, man. I'm I'm actually in the same boat too. My production quality definitely isn't top notch. And when I watch some of the stuff that's on YouTube, I kind of laugh because I'm like, I know my information is really good, but these guys have the production quality on a different level. And that's kind of something that I'm probably going to be transitioning now into my business model. But uh, like I've mentioned before on the other podcast, I'm just at this point, anything like that, I'm just hiring people to take care of it for me because, you know, and that's the beauty for the audience listening is now because, you know, you, you listen to me and Arash and we're, we're pretty big figures now on social media, I have people coming to me offering to do it. So, you know, it'll get to the point where if you continuously grow your brand now, you have people reaching out to you offering like, hey, man, you know, I can help you with this. And now you have a pool of people to select from who are already following you, appreciate what you do, and now it's not you have to put an ad you know, on Craigslist to find somebody to help you. You have your own audience now contributing to your brand developing and growing. And um, I think that's great, man. I got a question, dude, and I want to pass it to you, Arash, because I, I think this is a, 
a pretty good question. Now, I get asked it pretty frequently, but I thought it would be great for the podcast. They said, or they asked, you know, if you could start all over again, right, uh, in, in business especially, if we're just going to focus for this podcast business-wise, what would be like one or two things you would have done completely differently if you started again from day one starting your business? That is a really good question. Let me look at it real quick and see what I would do differently. Mm-hmm. I would have had better public relations, for sure. You know, I was 21 when I opened up my martial arts academy, and I was so heated. I was so angry. And my friends turned their back on me. My instructor turned his back on me. And a world that didn't want to encourage any sort of entrepreneurship at the time, um, I was angry. So I had very bad public relations, meaning, like, if somebody <clears throat> was slightly off in their communication towards me, I would just snap. I would go nuts, dude. I felt like I had to defend uh, the reputation of my brand new business so hard, you know. And looking back, now, you know, 19 and a half or 20 years almost later, I just see how absurd it was. (laughs) I didn't have to do that. You know, I actually, it's so funny. I thought about this, I think it was this morning or yesterday morning. I remember it was in the morning and I was putting on my clothes. I had this random thought, which is so uh, related to this. And I just thought, you know, um, nobody ever was able to stop me with what they said. And then I kind of looked at it and I said, nobody could ever stop me with what they say. It just is an illusion that if somebody talks shit about your business, you're not going to make it. It's a total, total illusion. You know, um, nobody's voice is that loud. (laughs) Right? Nobody's voice is that loud and for that long. Now, you have to build a reputation. Business is built on reputation. So, they can say it once, they can say it twice, or like my stalker who still has my phone hat listening to my life, you know, he tried to say it for a year and about four, four months, and now he's shut the fuck up. But for one year and four months, nothing happened besides him completely alienating himself, making to look like an idiot and getting a lawsuit on him and soon to be in jail. And I looked at it. I said, you know, if the opposition to you, whoever you is, continues to talk shit about you and you continue to go forward, right, without ever stopping, there will come a point on the timeline that by them continuing to talk shit, it would bring out the truth of what bad people they are. Like, why are you so obsessed with Brian doing his fucking thing? Why are you so obsessed with Brian's car? You still talking about that guy? He looks like he's doing pretty good. So there's a timeline that if you don't quit and you keep going, all the shit talk flips on its head. Flips on its head. You see, you know, you've known me for long enough to know the history of what I'm about to tell you. Last year, a little year and a little bit ago, a year and four or five, six months ago, my whole reputation was under attack because I, many of my girlfriends left and this and that and Steve bizarre, blah, blah. I mean, so much shit talk. It was just, I was uncomfortable. To, to be me, you know? It was uncomfortable every single day. It was uncomfortable. And so many bad things and so many rumors were said about me, you know, so many untruths were said about me that were just complete evil. And here we are now, about a year and a little bit later. <clears throat> I don't hear anybody talking. 
You know, I just don't hear them talking. And I keep thinking how stupid they must look, right? I mean, they tried so hard, so hard. And obviously, people that are that obsessed with you are still watching you. See, the, the lie or the, or, the, or the illusion is that these, those people stopped. No, they're still stalking you, everybody. They're still talking shit, just quieter now. They're still all over your social media. Know this shit. Know this shit. You know? Well, I, I still have to remind the people around me that my phone is hacked. And they're like, well, what? I said, it's nothing's changed. That faggot just hasn't put anything, and faggot in the most respectful way, not to gay people, but faggot as in, you know, fuck you kind of word. That maggot, let's say, just hasn't done anything. But nothing's changed from my phone to my phone number to my iCloud to anything else. What makes you guys think it's done? Because you want it to be done, you see? You want to relax into, oh, no one's fucking with me. I don't want to relax into it. I don't want to relax into it, you see? It's important that we stay sharp. So what I would have done differently is I would have done my PR differently. And with this one little data, I would have completely altered the way the world would see uh, me and my academy but so now what I'm doing, you know, but so now I've got to clean it up with this, but it was, I would have started just completely just laughing in everybody's face, whoever said I couldn't do anything. I would have just like, okay, cool. Uh, let's see how long you can say that. Maybe the answer, right? The answer would be, let me see how long you can keep saying that. Are you saying it today? Can you say it in six months still? I'll say it for a year. Good. What about 19 and a half years later? Who wants to tell Arash Sibazar that he's not going to make it in business? The 21-year-old Arash, who every person told he can't make it, everyone from college professors to family members to teachers to everybody, girlfriends that not going to make it. I mean, 19 and a half years later, they can't say I didn't make it. At some point, they have to shut the fuck up. So the question to ask them is, how long do you plan on saying that about? But how long is that lie going to continue, you think, before people look at you and go, wow, you're still saying that? The dude seems to be like he's fine. Yeah, I know you say BC is no good. It looks like everywhere I fucking look, Brian is doing some kind of a real estate thing, succeeding with allies and events or whatever. Why are you so obsessed with that guy? Why do you talk so much shit? What is wrong with you? You see that? So that would be, uh, I think I went way too far, but I think it was important to hear. Love it, man. Yeah. You know, and uh, as you were uh, describing that, I was actually going through it too because I'm experiencing what you just talked about a bit because I, I have had several waves of haters, and, and now it's completely flipped on their head. Now everyone's like, you, why are you talking shit about this guy, man? Like, it, it literally now makes no sense. It just, it completely just flips on them and points the finger at them, like, what's wrong with you, just like you said. And and now I, I'm seeing that, like, manifest, right? Whereas before, it was kind of like, <coughs> what the hell is going on? Why are these guys hating on me? It's stupid. Now I just laugh, and I sit back and, and watch what's organically going to happen, right? Other people attack them and stop them. I mean, even most recently, they actually just released an article, dude. Uh, it finally came into my mind. I was going to announce it at the beginning, but it kind of slipped my mind. They did uh, the top, like, official real estate coach, right? Because uh, the real estate industry, the coaching industry inside of real estate is huge. It's like a multi, multi-million dollar business, like probably worth $50 million or more, dude, at this point. If not, maybe even hundreds of millions because there's so many real estate agents. And the number one company, uh, Tom Ferry, he uh, linked up with this company called BombBomb, like an actual bomb, BombBomb, 
and they do a lot of like a video marketing for realtors, and they created this list of what they saw were like the top influencers in real estate. And the same people who would trash talk me, other coaches and all these other people who supposedly were figures, none of them made the list. And I was, I think, like number seven for, uh, they had two categories, the recorded category and the live category. And I ended up being like uh, in the top, I think, seven for, for the live category or something like that. You know, I, I just really didn't look at the article. But now, now that that's out, uh, since that article came out a few days ago, it's just been crickets because I, I can't hear anybody, you know, because all these people that, that hoot and holler that I'm not legit or whatever it is, right, even in your case, now I have literally, you know, the National Association of Realtors, the top real estate coach and all these other people saying, okay, well, this Brian guy is obviously the real deal. It, it's funny to sit back now because I even went on Instagram Live earlier, and I usually get some haters in there too, and I was just sitting there waiting, telling the audience, I was like, let's wait for a hater to come in right now. I guarantee you they're not going to come in, and they haven't. They've just been gone. They just dispersed like the cockroaches that they are, and, uh, you know, it really made me laugh, man, but uh, I'm so glad you brought that up, dude. I, I hope you guys will re-listen to the story that Arash just gave because even I had a lot of ahas and realizations when he was saying it. Uh, but, you know, if I could answer the question, too, for the audience, a couple things. Um, I, I noticed that when I got into the, the business side, um, I had reached a certain level in athletics that led me to let my own ego get in my way. And let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, I, I got really good at basketball, right? Like, I can still play now probably with 99 0.9% of the planet and just wipe the floor with them just because I dedicated so much of my life to that sport that just mechanically and skills, I can just walk all over people. But I came into business kind of having that, yeah, I had the confidence and, and a lot of the right tools, but I let my own almost ego get in the way of saying, hey, I can figure everything out myself. That was the line. I got this. I don't need anybody's help. I can figure it out on my own probably one of the most detrimental things to me because immediately within a week or two, I realized like, whoa, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing here. This is business. I'm a basketball player. Uh, I, I, I got to get some mentors. I got to get some people to help me. And then the switch went off and I literally became like the best student. That's when I found you and started watching mystery and just going to all the top, you know, business people in my market area and saying, Hey man, I'm willing to learn. I'll be your apprentice. I'll do anything for free. Teach me. And that's when things started, you know, really blossoming. So uh, get out of your own way, ladies and gentlemen. You have to do that. You know, I've heard Arash say it a lot. I've read it a lot. In order to be, uh, you know, the best teacher, you have to be the best student first, right? And then that always comes first, and that's why I take everything with that mantra, right? When I pick up a book, when I go to one of Arash's seminars or when I attend Tony Robbins or whatever it is, I'm going there with a, you know, a notepad, a pen, fully focused, ready to go and saying, okay, teach me. I, I empty my cup. I take my own personal ego out of it. I let the information come in and then I apply it, period. And that's why I've been able to have the results that I have. And I still think a lot of you people who are listening, a lot of the listeners, you still have your own ego or agenda in the way. Accept the fact that you're starting, that you're new, and just go at it, right? Get under somebody who's good and just listen, right? Get your own little thought process and nagging voices out of your head and just listen. And secondly, this is the biggest slap in the face that I got uh, when I got into business is the listeners need to really understand, study, learn, and master proper, you know, wealth accumulation and money management. The biggest stress in my life, uh, even up to before I got in business and when I started, was money. I just had so many roller coasters. I didn't understand money. I didn't get it. I refused to budget. I refused to track every penny coming in and every penny going out. 
and I would make these big commissions when I started in real estate, and it was here one minute, gone the next. And I was sitting there scratching my head saying, man, like, what's going on? I don't get this. I was never brought up uh, with a family that was, you know, very smart or uh, well-organized when it came to money. They never had much. Uh, obviously, we're not really taught in school. The only class I can ever think of that even touched on business or money management at all, even though it was only very little bit, was maybe accounting 101, if I remember. Probably the only class that I can say that I took in, in my schooling that actually benefited me. Um, and But the, the moment, literally the moment, I, I decided, okay, I'm going to figure this damn thing out. I'm going to go to events. Uh, one book I can recommend that you all read uh, for the listeners, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harbecker. Great fucking book, really opened my eyes, and after that, I finally made the decision, and I did it. And it's not a surprise that a couple months after that, everything for me changed. My income went up, uh, my ability to live the way that I live, and my lifestyle just totally improved. And now, this thing that's hanging over people's heads, money, is probably one of the top two or three issues for people that's like an evil in their life, right? They want to understand it, they want to have a lot of it, right? But at the same time, they don't want to master it or accept it as something that they have to learn. They just think, oh, you know, it's going to happen. I'm just going to make money. It's going to happen. And if you think of it that way, you're going to be just like every lottery winner that hits the lotto, makes a million, two million, five million, and six months or a year later, they're dead broke again. Or, or sometimes even worse off than they were before, they made the money. So those would be for sure the two things that I say is just, you know, get out of your own way. You know, attach to a teacher or a mentor or somebody who you know can help you and just 100% go all in. And learn money management, guys. Money is a subject, is, is a thing, is something that can be learned quickly. If you, if you study the laws of money and you really dedicate yourself, in a very short amount of time, you'll be at, at the world-class level because it's something that people just avoid. They're scared of it for whatever reason, right? I understand that some people aren't making money or, you know, you have this upbringing that kind of, oh, money's the root of all evil and all that. But you have to confront your demons, grab the bull by the horns, and say, okay, I'm going to get over this damn thing. Um, that, that's the only question I got last week, Arash. I don't know if you want to throw any other last topics or you want to end it. I mean, I'll kind of toss it to you and see if you want to throw up or, you know, mention any topics before we uh, we end it. Yeah, I'm really inspired. I mean, if we have time, I have a seven, eight-minute drive to my meeting. But um, sure. I think that my whole business model is changing as my whole uh, paradigm on the world is changing. And, you know, there's no doubt, there's no doubt that, uh, I'm very good at what I've been doing in my life because the results speak for themselves. But I look at my accomplishments up to recent times, and I question, um, I question the uh, strategy that I've used to get to that point because uh, it seems much easier to get to where I'm at now uh, with what I know. And I I noticed the unreal amount of effort that I have um, accumulated over time, and I look at it with what I know, and I said, man, I mean that is that's like digging a grave with a fucking spoon, but but being so committed <laughs> that I still dug the goddamn fucking grave while everybody else was talking about how hard it was to. Stick it with a pitchfork, whatever the fuck they use, or a shovel. It doesn't yeah, matter. Right. I got the fucking job done, but when I look, my nails are dirty, my face is dirty, and I got this spoon that's broken, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, there was a way better way to have done this 
Uh, and I, I truly feel that I'm on it right now. And um, I would encourage everybody to keep listening and pay attention as we move forward because in any area that I'm going to teach, any and every area that I'm going to teach, uh, tomorrow night there will be the release of my product that I was talking about. You will know when you guys watch the videos. You know, you'll see very clearly what I'm talking about. Um, in any area that I'm teaching, there is a much better way to deal with um, with with life that will still get you an unreal amount of results. Uh, but it's not what you think. I mean, I uh, God, I mean, I'm being kind of cryptic about it, but it's kind of like this. Okay, here's an analogy. If you don't know the dynamic of man and woman and how they relate to each other, and especially if you don't understand the dynamic of women and how they operate and their psychology and their emotions, their sensitivity and their things like that, their fears, then you will, <clears throat> growing up, behave one way around beautiful women that is not going to get you good results. I mean, you know, there's obviously beautiful people mating with beautiful people and they're doing things okay, but it's, again, like digging a fucking grave with a spoon. And people who study my, my craft of uh, dating, they get it. The, the results are miraculous, what I teach them, because we're operating off of completely different rules, completely different rules that seem illogical to people. And I truly believe when it comes to business, well, further than business, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to demonstrate it in business for everybody, you know, in this upcoming few months. Um, I truly believe when it comes to business, <clears throat> I have found another way of looking at uh, the dynamic energies of life interacting to bring about a more smooth and harmonious result that everybody wants in a much rapid, uh, faster, and effective way. Cheers. Go join Diamond Mind, everybody. AriseUpar.com. <laughs> that's it. That's all I've got to say. Love it, man. Love it. Yeah. Uh, today's episode was awesome, man. I really hope people download this one and put it into their, their car and iPhone and everything else because it's going to be one for the record books, that's for sure. Uh, but that's it, man. Uh, I love what you had to share. I'll keep uh, bringing the questions to the podcast. I think they add a pretty cool element. Uh, I'm taking up my email and you know, I'll, I'll keep introducing them. But, uh, yeah, other than that, thank you, everybody, for being here. Hey, you, know what I, you know what I would like to do, BC? We should put something in the Brotherhood and in the May the Fame Be With You. These are special Facebook groups or any other group that we know of. <clears throat> and I would like to know that if you and I did a <clears throat> workshop together of about four to five hours, um, how many people would, would attend uh, for the price of four ninety seven, five hundred dollars $500, and... It would be some of our most um, important basic secrets, <clears throat> and we will show them a step-by-step -step way of of creating a whether it's a um, Instagram, a Facebook, a marketing campaign, a look, a branding. Like I know we can do that in four hours very easily. It's so simple in my mind. Uh, but I want people that really want to do it. So I'm curious, anybody listening to this, if you guys watch an event with uh, Brian and myself uh, where we extend further into these things that we're just talking about. Uh, I want to keep it private. Uh, fuck it. Let's change the price. I mean, we let's do like $997, $1,000. Really, uh, what, I, what I thought I had was to do a $10,000 program, uh, a $10,000 class, you and I, for the weekend. Uh, but I think we'll go there very soon. Let's try with like 1000 and I'm brainstorming with you, bro, right now. We don't have to, of course, agree to it, but it just came to me right now, and we don't talk too much outside of this. Uh, we do a $1,000 program, and we keep it to, let's say, 20 people. Um, 
you know, you you take half, I take half. So that's the money. Everybody knows there's a podcast on money. There's no problem making money. There's no problem charging for money if the product is good enough. So uh, I'm curious, whoever wants to do it, we should get a sign of this, and then I'm ready to go when you're ready to go because this was very, very fun to do, and I felt so much in here inside of me, inside of you, but there's just what are we going to talk about right now. You know what I mean? But I'm ready to teach it. What do you think about that? Absolutely, man. Yeah, I was actually about to ask before we ended it because I know we still had it up in the air to do an event, so this can be it. I think what we should do is we should get a very um, prestigious elite sign-up list and say when we have, let's say we pick a number, 10 or 20 people, we will do this event and just even be vocal about it. So-and-so signed up. You know, it's, it's a new, almost like a, um, a experiment into uh, business and marketing based on what I know. You know, I don't think there's a problem to be able to tell people, you know, this is the knowledge. If you want it, this is what it costs, and this is what it is. And uh, if it's worth it, 20 people to pay for it, we'll do it. If it's not, then it's not worth our time either. Figure something else out, you know? Right. Understood. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Let's do it. I'll, uh, okay. I'll do it later tonight. I'll, I'll post in the groups, and then I'll make an announcement. Sure. We'll give you two days. Up to you. I mean, I'm down for what you say on this thing. But uh, I would like to do something like that because these podcasts are very strong, but we have a lot more to say than what we're saying. Cool. All right, yeah, we'll iron out the details. All right, everybody, you heard it first. Announcement's going to drop. Keep a lookout for it. Again, thank you, Arash. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Okay, then.